This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Are you not entertained? They took him right down that road. What'd he look like, Drag? Yeah, Drag, what'd he look like? He had his eyes open and closed, Drag. He was smiling. Smiling? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, that uh, that Luke smile of his. He had it on his face right to the very end. Hell, if they didn't know it for they could tell right then that they weren't ever going to beat him. <laughs> that old Luke smile. <laughs> old Luke. He was some boy. Cool hand Luke L. He's a natural born world shaker. Real question, you know, Doug. Yeah. What do you rate this movie? <laughs> well, because you you came on board saying you, you don't think you're going to have a perfect five. So what do you rate? This I movie? know, and um, I've been debating this all day. I'm serious, and I still can't do it. Um, but it's a it, it, without even going into the act. There's no need to explain anything because I've gushed about this. It's a four point nine because I still. You know, I joke about Band of Brothers being the only perfect 10 in my life, and that still maintains or the perfect 5 in my life in this case. Uh, it's a 4.9. And, and I would even go as far as to say it's a 4.95. Like, it's as close to perfect as you can get. There are a couple of things that might have done, been done differently. Uh, it's a two-hour movie, and it might not have needed to be a two-hour movie. But there isn't an unnecessary scene in it. Because even the shower scene that we joked about, what was it? 10 seconds 15 seconds long you know it could have done without it but it didn't deter from anything so you know the pacing in it is well, i is, think the scene before the shower scene wasn't necessary either but it was extremely necessary yeah you know it was a bonding i i i look at it though as a bonding experience for for the crew um you had the new guys in there with the old guys luke was you know coming up and and, and getting more you know involved and, and liked and I, I think it was a bonding scene but you're right but I find I can't find any pacing issues with it. There's there's no 
real continuity issues. There's no completely unnecessary scenes in my eyes. The acting is amazing from the small parts to the big parts. Somebody didn't even mention, it's funny, he's uncredited in, is uh, Joe Don Baker. Um, he was one of the inmates. And, you know, he went on to play uh, Buford Pusser in Walkie Tall. And uh, he played Alex Leiter in, uh, in a couple of the Bond uh, flicks. So, I mean, you know, he's had a great career. But he was even uncredited in that. And he actually had speaking lines. It was kind of weird the way they did things back then. Um, he was uncredited just because they didn't, you know, want to pay for the end credits, I guess. I don't know why. But, um, and there were a couple other folks in there that, that were uncredited that had even had speaking lines. Um, so, I, yeah, I can find almost nothing wrong with this. I just can't do it. Uh, a five, but it's a four point nine five for me. Okay, Eric. Man, uh, I love how much you love this movie, man. Because uh, I get it, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I I was really impressed with this movie. Um, like I said, fresh eyes. Um, it was it was just really well done, and I think it's tough to make a movie that can be so. Uh, differently interpreted i mean it's on the one hand like we talked about it's very clearly like a bible allegory and like a you know judeo-christian allegory but for you to be able to interpret that a different way um just means that it it wasn't heavy-handed in the wrong way so it's it's really interesting storytelling man um i'm gonna give this four point two parking meters <laughs> I love that, and 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 Eric, I I I'm my heart is swelling right now. The fact that we got it over four, we're we're into the elite territory, and and you did that, and I'm I'm so pleased. I'm oh, just pleased on. to hear I that. Yet. What's that? I haven't given my rating yet. <laughs> and I'll say the same thing if you do the right thing, Joe. If you do the wrong thing, though, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some words. No, no. Go ahead. Right, so, I think everything you both have said is is dead on accurate about this movie. There's nothing wrong with this movie at all um it's it, it's a very very good movie like it's a good yep. story good movie good acting good everything um i do think there's the unnecessary scene and you know just for my personal I taste i thought yep. you know there but this could just be a factor that like everything to me is oceans 11 where there has to be some hidden like agenda where there <laughs> doesn't can't just be something it has to no, be something because of something so that that's a a thing with me not with the movie yep. um all that aside it's it's just not i mean it's not my type of movie but i appreciate the movie it won't be something that i'm just going to turn on to watch oh no of course I, I i completely get it but and respect that th- that's not the point of this exercise the point right. of this exercise is to judge the movie based on the movie itself. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to go right along the same lines as Eric, but I'm going to go 4.3. Great. Just so he looks like the bad guy. Oh, touche. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not uh, – like I said, look, I mean, and Eric, I appreciate, I appreciate you seeing my love for this flick, you know, understanding my love for this movie because that means a lot to me because – you know, I obviously put it on the list. It's my favorite movie of all time. I put it on the list on our early list because I I wanted to get it out there. And if I, damn, if I can find like, and I've already found two people who hadn't seen it, who now really like the movie. Um, and I'm hoping that more more of our listeners get on that get on that wagon because you know, yeah, just because I love it so much. It, it just also made, it, on this, my influencing is the fact that it also made me re-listen to some Aesop Rock today. <laughs> and that's always a I'm bad. glad I could it's help. Always with that a job. plus. 
that makes me happy that I could help with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, no, as far as as far as talking about the movie, that that's that's what I got. Um, I appreciate, you know, I, you guys indulge me with this, but you know, I know that it's a great movie, so you know, I I I uh, I'm happy. I didn't I didn't. I, I didn't have a bad time watching it. It was right. good. I, I enjoyed right. watching it. Cool. So I can bring some old school stuff to the young kids. Yeah. But <laughs> Halloween, I, I didn't enjoy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I shit all over that movie and gave it like a two something rating. Well, <laughs> I I can't say that that you know that definitely dropped way down on my list. Like I gave it a yeah. good rating just because of the nostalgia factor, but. As far as a quality movie goes, that one that one yes. fell way down on my list. So that, like, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. I, that's that's like, I'm, I'm fair with my, my rating. So if I'm giving this a 4.3, it's because I actually did enjoy it. Yeah. It's not. No, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I I, no, I can. I can you tell by you, just you to, guys' just to input. You. <laughs> you know, the input you guys had on this and everything, um, it was important to me, you know, and, and well, I was hopeful. And, uh, you know, I, I was competent because I know the movie's that good. But it was just cool. I'll stop yeah. uh, again, blithering and blathering right now. No, it's great. Um, I, yeah. I, I thought it was a great movie. Cool. So, everybody, we do suggest you watch this movie. Add this movie to your watch list. And if you've listened to this podcast and made it to this point, I really hope you already watched it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. Look at these ruins. Where the hell are we? Dang Crook River. Yes, sir. How do you know that? Are you sure? Only one way to find out, dude. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not feeling so good right now. Seriously, my skin hurts. Milk from the peanut gallery. Into the water, ladies. No, 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 man. Let me take a look at that map right quick. Why is everybody all obsessed with the map? Because we're tired of being the tram donkeys, acting like you some one-man GPS. God damn it. We lost. We fucking super lost, man. Tell them, McCluskey. Tell them what time it is. I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? I, I think what uh, Tug oh, means is you no, people. No, look at his ass, man. You people. Exactly. Look at that beady. Why are you talking to me? I gotta get back to the answers. Chill. Right? Just chill it. So that was Tropic Thunder. <laughs> crazy yep. ass movie <laughs> oh definitely <sighs> but the top of its game i mean it, 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 it's it's one of a kind there's no question about that yeah and and i know nowadays with the whole culture of canceling shit that everyone's like oh this movie's so offensive but that was kind of the point of this movie was to poke fun at how like shitty hollywood was Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. That's so. Yes. yes, there's a lot of use of words you shouldn't use, and there's a lot of use of just people being terrible people. But that was the point of the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. It was. It was. You know, exploring the vapid nature of Hollywood, and yeah, you know, they're just a dude playing a dude disguised right. as another dude. And uh, to to touch on RDJ's role, okay. This took the movie came out in two thousand eight, along with Iron Man, yeah. um, and well, The Incredible Hulk also came out in two thousand eight. This was his rebirth. This was part of his rebirth as an actor because he was a pariah, based on his his you know, on set antics and the drug problems and and all that stuff. Um, this was this was part of his rebirth. I mean, he had done some other stuff before that, like he did Zodiac and. And a scanner darkly and stuff, but it, it still it wasn't he wasn't in the mainstream. 
no. as we know him now. That's the funny, the yeah. funny thing about that. It's and funny that he did this after movies. he did Iron Man. <laughs> like, what's that? This is the first thing he was released in after Iron Man. Right, exactly. So, but it was probably shot, you know, whatever the time frame was, very close to each other. So yeah. he he still was an unknown commodity at that point. Again, it's weird to say because we know him now. You know, and we knew him way back. I mean, he was, you know, part of the Brat Pack and stuff. But, um, you know, this was one of the movies that helped him get back into the mainstream. Oh, yeah. I, I just, this, this movie's awesome. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yep. It's such a fun movie. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the cast and, is great and, and the performances. I mean, Jack Black just kills it in this movie, yeah. man. This is hilarious. And while it's um, you know, more comedy than anything else, it does have serious moments in it also. Yes. And uh I think that's what kind of makes it work so well is it's 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 got a lot going for it. And it's a cool like I like you said in the beginning, it's a cool idea for a movie. Oh, definitely. So, uh that brings us to, you know, the fun part of the show here. All right. What do y'all gonna rate this movie you want to go eric yeah i think uh all things considered everything we talked about i would give this three and a half yeah that's about where i'm at about three and a half stars for uh tropic thunder three and a half cans of uh booty juice booty juice booty sweat booty Booty sweat. sweat right all right, that's fair. Um, I will. I'm going to go a little bit higher than that because when I rewatched this movie, um, it held up. I laughed my ass off out loud. Um, and again, if I break things into the categories, you know, this being you know in the comedy category, um, it still rates very highly with me uh, overall. So I am going to give it a solid four. Um, just because it, like I said, it holds up for me. Um, laugh if I'm laughing out loud, you know. Twelve years after it came out, it's definitely quality in my book. All right, both both fair fair assessments here. Um, this movie suffers from two things more than anything else. I think one is going to be outdated technology, which we've discussed. But in a comedy movie, I think that kind of adds to the comedy of it for me. So, like, for me, that's not necessarily a detractor as much as it's pretty funny. When I see that they're, like, flipping out over a TiVo. Right, right, right. Um, the second thing it suffers from is the fact that, you know, it's got some racy edges around it. But for me, that's never been a problem. I, I can appreciate the fact that comedy is comedy. And not everything needs to be subjected to the brutal tooth comb of... Is it going to offend somebody? Because comedy should somewhat be offensive. <laughs> yep. And the fact of the matter is it was done on purpose. So the two things that would normally detract from this movie, because everything else about this movie is pretty much fucking perfect. Um, the two things that would normally detract for it don't affect me, my opinion of this movie in any way, shape, or form. And because of that, I'm giving this movie a 4.8. I love this movie. Wow. All and right. it's rewatchable as fuck. No, I, I, respect, watch this I totally movie. respect that rating. I could watch this movie almost every week and not get bored of it. Like that to me, that's what makes a movie good is if I can just keep rewatching it over and over and over again and not getting sick of it. If I, yep. if like, 
if I put it on and I'm like, eh, and then I turn it off any time during the movie or I like decide like my mind wanders and I want to do something else, that's what's going to detract. If this movie's on, I'm sitting there watching the whole thing. Yep, that makes sense. I watched it six times in the past two days, and I'm not bored of it. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. just to put it into perspective. All right. So, yeah, that, that's all where right. I stand on this one. It's, it's one of my top movies of all time. Cool. All right, Clinton. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You see that? It says United Please. States Marshal. Why? Please don't kill me. Please. Take a good look at him, Mike. Because that's how you're going to end up. The cowboys are finished. You understand me? I see a red sash. I kill a man wearing it. So run, you turf. Run! Tell all the other curs the lie's coming! You tell them I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Three point six. No explanation? Why you're gonna go with that? Just the, I don't know, the overall campiness, I think, is the handshake. It's yeah. really not knocks off a point. Okay. And the Freckle Canyon. <laughs> that actually might bump my score up if it wasn't a test yeah, the, the shit plot. I don't know, man. It was uh it was good. I mean, you know, Val Kilmer made that damn movie. And like I said, yeah. I'm I'm sorry for shitting on Kurt Russell all these years. It wasn't no, no, no. that bad. But again, like I said, we we sort of come to a meeting of the minds on that, so I get it. Yeah. Alright, all right, so my, uh, uh, yeah. Eric. My rating on this guy, let's see. I I enjoyed it. Um, the thing I thought it did really well was uh, it was tense as shit, man. Like, those shootout sequences were really tense. Um, stunt work was really intense. So, yeah, I was a fan. I'd give it a, I'd give it a solid, uh, it was a solid 4.0. All right. Okay. Excellent. I Joe? am going to do my uh, thing I do here, which is Babylon about why this movie <laughs> should be what it is, and then I throw a curveball at you. But I'm giving Doc Holiday a five. Hmm. <laughs> I'm giving the Freckle Canyon itself a five, <laughs> along with the eyes. And I'm going to give the rest of this movie about a three. It's a good movie, but it, I just... Um, yeah, it, it can use an improvement. All right, that's uh, that's also I completely respect that. Um, I it's funny because again, I I love this movie. I can't say enough how much I love this movie. Um, my watching it twice this week and taking the notes might have knocked it a peg or two down. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch it anytime it's on, like I said, but. Um, I am just to be the top dog here in my own eyes anyway. Um, you know, our high rating was a four. I'm going with a 4.1. Um, you know, which for a movie in my top ten is, you know, actually on the low side. But, you know, I get the flaws in it. I understand the flaws in it. But there's too many good things. There's too many important things for me. Again, the quotes that are used in the family on a regular basis, things like that. That's very important to me. And that factors into my, into my score. So 4.1. Nice. Any attack made by the rebels against this station would be a useless gesture. 
no matter what technical data they've obtained. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader. Your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes, or given you clairvoyance enough to find the rebels' hidden fort. your lack of faith disturbing. Enough of this. Later, release him. As you wish. <laughs> That's really uh, the end of the movie. We get a celebration afterwards. We get a uh, we get a sort of uh, presentation of the medals, if you will. Oh, this is where I can ask if you guys have ever seen <laughs> I'm just gonna play this behind us for a while here. We can talk over. No, that's fine. Yeah, the the oral knots edit of this on YouTube, where they they took out the music and they tweaked some of the background audio to make it louder and more obvious. And it's like <laughs> you can hear them like moving their mouths quietly and like, oh, every footstep. Oh, that's awful. It's so, <laughs> so funny. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's an interesting sequence, you know. Leia's there, all there, there's all, no band, like so. no band. No, it's a, yeah, it's maybe, just a big empty a, hall. Maybe they, maybe there's, because there is some in-universe music, like, like in, uh, in solo. Well, they got a, they got a Bluetooth speaker going. Yeah, yeah. Like the Imperial now, March is canon in Star Wars, so maybe I was telling you guys a little like before we started the episode but now we're on the episode every year for my high school graduation we would play this song as everyone walked across the stage the coronation march <laughs> it's a perfect song for that like yeah yeah absolutely I'm and so since jealous. we had um <laughs> usually our graduating class is around 1800 i mean we'd be playing this song for like 45 minutes <laughs> straight um, i actually i actually just play this song to myself every time i clock out of work <laughs> our school also like during the football games at our school one of our our main things we'd play like when the team was in the field was the the Darth Vader the bum 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 our school was really in the Star Wars for some reason that's awesome well, that's no, it, it, well it opened 1977 1976 97 was the year my school opened um, and it was a major music school in, in Miami we were one of the bigger music schools right now, we'll point out that Chewbacca does not get a medal, which is know, a, a point of contention. Son yeah. of a bitch. He did get a Christmas special. <laughs> I've heard it said that he he was offered one and refused, because maybe because he doesn't wear clothes, you know? <laughs> but he, yeah, but he does have that, that red shirt, though, so I don't know. I will say that one, a lot of people like to harp on uh, The Rise of Skywalker for, like, Oh, they gave him his medal finally, and it's like he, I don't like that wasn't his medal. Yeah, like yeah. it was. It was it Hans. Was, it was Hans. Right. Well, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Star Wars: A New Hope. Um, again, just we made it. We made it. Yeah. I know this was a long one, but it, it's hard for it not to be. Man, this is one of those movies that there's just so much going on. Um, so much to love, so much to poke fun at, 
Um, but it's ultimately, so, it's so foundational for like yeah. every other movie that's come out since. So. I agree with you, man. This was. I mean, listen. This is. This is. Uh, the words aren't even forming right in my <laughs> in my mouth. This is like so part of our our DNA growing up. Like this, um, everything about it that captured our imagination in, in a big bad way. The toys, the you know, the the C three PO cereal. Like it was just. No, yeah, um, this this John Williams score right here is my Christmas music. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it's that entwined with like, just like my childhood and adulthood of happy memories. It's one of those you can't like not recognize it instantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, John Williams in general. You hear any? Anytime you have brass fanfare, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I it was so smart to use that style of music for this movie because they could have gone in a very you know 70s sci-fi b-movie direction and to go this classic with it you know makes it epic yeah so uh you know what time i think it's time to do now it's time to rate this movie guys all right yep since, since ryan's new here we do uh a one through a five ranking scale with you know Anything less than one being the most horrible thing you've ever laid eyes on. Of course. Up to five being the perfect movie. We have not had a five yet, but you can use decimal points. Okay. To, uh, to, to get to your... Like, like Doug gave Cool Hand Luke a 4.9, since it was his favorite movie of all time, but he didn't want to give a perfect score. Right. Yeah, the only movie... I'll go first, I guess. The only movie I could ever give a, a truly perfect score to is The Empire Strikes Back. But... For this movie, because it's so foundational, because it's so, it's the cornerstone of Star Wars. It's a cornerstone of the of the blockbuster in general. Uh, I gotta give it like a. The only thing holding it back is like the limitations of its time, technologically, and George Lucas's writing skills. Yeah, that's that's the bigger. <laughs> yeah. The latter is the bigger problem. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, but just just for my own, and I'm not, you know, an actual film critic by any by any means. But I got to give it like a four point, repeating nine, like I can't make it yeah. perfect. But here you go. It's as close to perfect as I can give. See, I I'm I'm with you. I mean, obviously we're we're gonna be close to on the same page. But for me, where I where I subtract from this film score is based on what's been added to it i mean you'll see that that was a running theme throughout this episode stop tinkering with it like stop fucking with this movie so much yeah. just right. every it, it's like princess leia said anything, man like the more the you yeah the more you <laughs> tighten your grip the more it slips through your fingers like fucking leave it alone i i prefer the original cut with all of its warts and and weird bullshit just for nostalgic reasons i know it's not as nice to look at um, but that's my biggest problem with it is like, just stop, you know, you're like one of those, you're like that kid that gets a, a newish Honda Civic in high school and goes to AutoZone and buys all of those weird, like non-functional <laughs> trinkets and, you know, yo bro, check out my exhaust tip. Yeah. The, <laughs> the whistle the tips go tip whoop, that you whoop. screw on. Exactly. Like, just don't do it. So 
but all that being said, this is pure movie magic for me. This is like, you know, um, again, one of those foundational films. So I'm giving it a 4.8. I think, based on this cut. If we were watching the original cut, I'd give it probably the same score that Ryan did, 4.9. All right, Dougie. That makes sense. All right, so um, 13-year-old me would have given it a 5 out of 5. We're not there anymore. Um, But ranking it, again, it's sentimentality. It it still, you know, harkens me back to those teenage days. And... um, I absolutely love it. There are many Star Wars, or there are a few Star Wars movies I like more than this one now. So, you know, current me would put it at a 4.6. All right, there's... uh, And again, I'm rating it against other Star Wars movies. I got to give a little bit of wiggle room if we do more that are going to fit it, you know, above that. Um, But yeah, that's my score. All right, now I'm going to score this a different way than I normally would. I'm going to break this up and give it like individual scores and then get my average there. As far as score and music go, this is a solid five. Like, it's about as good as we're going to get. The themes that go through that arc with each character as they're introduced and then come back whenever those characters have any type of development and then they intermix the, the music. The music in this movie is a solid five. 100%. Oh, absolutely. For its time... And I'm judging this for when it came out because it has to be for when it came out. The effects they used, I'm going to give them a five for like when this came out. Because if you compare this to like, and you know, I compared a lot of stuff to Star Trek. Star Trek's effects were not that great back in those days. Oh, you know, right. you watch the Enterprise, you could basically see the string pulling it along. Yep. Now, future Star Trek, they got it right. But for this time period, I'm giving it a five on effects. For the cast they used, I'm going to give it like a solid four point. Five, just because you know they're it's a great freaking cast. I mean, you couldn't have done too much better casting it. Um, now we get to the part where it's gonna lose a little bit of its glory. The story, overall, as a story, I want to give it a higher score because the fact that the story, I understand what he meant to achieve with it. The problem was he didn't do it in enough detail and you know, consistency that I, that I love. So I'm going to give him probably like a two on the story part of it all. The dialogue. Come on. Which will bring my score roughly now to about a 3.8 or 3.7. Okay. It's still really good. And I mean, if it wasn't for the story being so shitty and like, how did I not rewatch this again? And if I would have just went off what I remembered, I probably would have went higher, but just rewatching it again and actually like, using my critical eye to watch it this time instead of just like watching it like I normally would have I might have given it a higher score but like I can't like this, this it just pisses me off like that they it's like you know you got a nice sports car but the person who drives it doesn't know how to drive it like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it like you have this amazing vehicle like the paint job is a fantastic the amount of horsepower it has is great the handling and grip is amazing and then you put somebody who doesn't know how to drive it in the middle of it driving it you know what's funny about that is that's exactly how i feel about game of thrones but oh god yeah <laughs> so it's like it's like every other category is a nine out of ten and then the story you could have like not a... like even the first three three or three or four seasons were amazing and then it went downhill yeah 
No. Um, so, you know, I wish I could have gave it a higher score, and I probably will give, like, Empire a higher score, but it just it no, I can, lost me. I can respect <laughs> your score, man. I see where you're coming from. And, you know, admittedly, nostalgia clouds a lot of that for me when it comes to movies like this. Like, if I was purely objective, um, I think I could relate more to where you're coming from on it. But right. I would I say if... Also, if, we look we look for different things in movies. Like, you look more of, like, the movie magic part of it, and I want the story part of it. Right, right. I yeah. Mean, I think we, there's room for both, but I also... I think I'm... I, at least, and probably Eric, too, like, we're self-aware enough to know that we just can't be objective about these movies. Yeah, <laughs> right, it's exactly. Yeah. It's I mean, they're touchstones yeah, yeah. in your life. Well, it's like, so. like me with Big Trouble. Big Trouble's a shitty movie, but it's so fucking well-written. I love it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, but you know, so, like even when we did Big Trouble, you know, it's not that it's a shitty movie, or at least I don't think it's you know I would classify it that way. Um, but I can, I can see where it would appeal to you as someone who grew up around there. Um, yeah. Right. You know, so you lose a little bit of that objectivity too when it comes to you know. Yeah. I, I also like living in absurdity and like. When things are too straightforward for me, like, or too, like, you know, they, they seem, like, too unreal. Like, everything has, like, everything works out all the time. Every, the, the heroes always win, you know, the, like, yeah, it just... Yeah, yeah, for I, I sure. I, I want, I want my, I want to find out Ned Stark got his head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I want, like, but now if I, you don't But now, if I play devil's, devil's advocate for Mr. George Lucas, his argument to, to you know... Any issues that you had with the story or the writing would just be, it's for kids. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember, exactly. the, the most important thing we need to remember is that Jar Jar is the key to all of this. Yes, yeah. he but, is. He I put it this way with um, damn thing. When I was trying to like compare, like I was having an argument with, with another person about Mandalorian versus like Star Trek Discovery. Mandalorian is like McDonald's. It's going to sell way more units and it's going to be good and you'll probably enjoy it and you'll get some nostalgia out of it, but it's definitely not like a Ruth Chris Steakhouse. But you've got to be able to go into it expecting that. That's the thing. You can't, you can't, that can't be a, the critical factor used to judge the show. You also have you, to it, actually watch it first. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, watched the, I watched the first season that killed off my favorite character, and then I watched Stoop up to Frog Uber, and I was like, fuck this All shit. All right. Um, listen, a couple of things. Joe, first off, for the record, Big Trouble is not a shitty movie. It's only a slightly Oh, no, it's an amazing movie. movie. It's only a slightly gassy movie, Joe. Um, I just say that because I know everyone likes to shit on it, even and, though it's a and, great movie. And secondly, I got a question that, that we're going to keep quick because we're obviously running long here. <laughs> but it, it goes it goes to the writing portion of this. We we all agree that it, it, it's it's weak. But that leads me to the question. So have you have you all seen American Graffiti? Yes. Yes. Okay. So. Did was that ghost written? <laughs> I was wondering because the same that, thing, like how did that like, is an American classic, and then write this exactly. That's an American classic in in script writing, in acting, in in scene shots, in everything. Okay, yeah. I think there's that, almost that nothing one's based wrong in with reality, that movie. Whereas this one's based in fantasy. How did he do that? Well, and then I, do this. I think this was intentional. I think that he was in the headspace of like I'm. I'm writing my version of a children's bedtime story. Well, all right. So he's just a shitty children's writer. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, because he's really bad at it. Because it only gets worse. I mean, the prequels were awful. If you can make Sam Jackson look wooden, 
You suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a compelling argument. So it's gotten worse. It's just it it blows my mind. It, and and it, if it's you not can even make like Natalie Portman not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, American Graffiti was written five years or was done five years before Star Wars came out. So he was the same person, the same young person. Yeah, and then I don't. I, I, just, I, mean, I, I don't know, it. but I think he might be onto something. He 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 tried to dumb it down, uh, and he's not good at that. So you know. Yeah, and then he just yeah. kind of got like locked into his own mythology, and that sort of took precedent yes. over, you right. know, story. Like and I said, the personally. vehicle itself is just so good that it makes up for the lack of the shitty driver. <laughs> 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 like everything else about it's amazing. I'm like. They, they, they have, like, the perfect opportunity to make, like, the best story ever, but they don't. Well, and I, and I think in hindsight, in hindsight, it kind of justifies its own existence because everything in Star Wars that sprung up as a result where there have been better stories told by other people in his universe. Yeah. Like... Like Dave Filoni? Like Dave Filoni. Like... Mm. John Favreau? Mm. <laughs> um... Or, or and even you know like like the Let's road run, like if Rogue Gene one, Roddenberry like, could have wrote for it and then had George Lucas did it, like, it would have been so like imagine if Star Trek and Star Wars like were together, how good it could have been. Oh, that's the I, that's the next piece of art, man. Is I uh, guess. <laughs> no, they're different goals. They're, they're the writers had different goals with what they were trying to achieve. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, you know, they're both science fiction or again, Star Wars is space opera, but they are so apples and oranges to compare. Yeah, I mean, you can compare the universes. You can, you can, we can argue all, you know, they forever. They both take place to, in space, and that's about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, we can argue which one's better, which one's more realistic, who would kick whose ass, but it, that's all subjective. Oh, no, there, there's no question about that. <laughs> They're, they're, nah, one right. of them is definitely more realistic, and one of them will definitely kick the other one's ass. That's yeah, man, the, like Star Trek Rebels, is, is is very much about like idealism and, and humanism, and and you know, right? Yeah, Star but don't Trek fuck it, with Janeway. Well, yeah, yeah. Star Star Trek was written for adults. Like that's yeah. the difference. No, I exactly. Mean, yeah. I mean, exactly. Star Wars is so. just like uh, you know a dysfunctional family story, basically. Yeah. Like yes. It's not, you know, it's not. It doesn't aim to like. It's a soap, like, it's a soap who's, who's opera. Who's the most powerful being in um, in Star Wars? In canon, uh, yeah, in the canon, probably the uh, like the what are they called? The ones in uh in the Clone Wars. They go to this planet that's like home to these like sentient force god people. Right. It's it's. it's it's very nebulous what the limits of their power are, but let's yeah, put it this I'm... way: if if that thing, whatever the one is, is in bed sleeping, Q would like pop in its bed next to it and then just ruin its life. Oh Not yeah, Q. Well, <laughs> Come on. Q was more powerful than anything from Star Wars. All right, we got to end the episode. <laughs> yeah, John Delancey yeah. is that's more good, powerful that's a good than ever point. in Star Wars. <laughs> this is going to devolve into like a space battles forum. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> uh, so anyways guys this has been a long show if you've made it this far you deserve a prize and that prize will be the next movie we're getting ready to do yes which is maybe possibly the one movie i may give a five to um i don't know yet but it's possibly the only movie i would ever give a five to because it's probably my favorite movie of all time okay um, and that's uh idiocracy and uh that's sadly, also a documentary now 
Right. Yeah, it's a, how that's to a real life. How to survive like, that in is today's a, world. You know, we, we talk about all these futuristic societies like Star Trek and Star Wars. Idiocracy is probably the actual futuristic society. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, yeah. that's, that's hyper accurate. Right. Yeah. Hyper um, accurate. So, uh, wait, join us next time for that clusterfuck because it's going to be me rambling and playing tons of clips because there's a bunch of stuff in that movie just like Tropic Thunder that I don't want to say. And it won't be three and a half hours long, guys. There's but it will have electrolytes because that's what listeners crave. That's right. That's what they crave. They're watering crops with a sports drink? Rondo the Thirst Mutilator had come to replace water virtually everywhere. Water, the basic component of all life, had been deemed a threat to Rondo's profit margin. The solution came during the budget crisis of 2330, when the Brondo Corporation simply bought the FDA and the FCC, enabling them to say, do, and sell anything they wanted. Joe didn't know any of this, but he did see a problem that he might actually be able to solve. With his options running out, Joe took a bold step. He would not get out of the way. This time, he would lead. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, look, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brando. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brando? Because Brando's got electrolytes. After several hours, Joe finally gave up on logic and reason and simply told the cabinet that he could talk to plants and that they wanted water. He made believers out of everyone. Joe didn't know it, but the beloved electrolytes were salts that had been building up in the topsoil over the decades, killing plants and leading to the dust bowl. As Secretary of the Interior, Joe ordered all crops to be switched to water, promising that over time, plants would grow and the dust bowl would end. He was on the fast track to a full presidential pardon. Or so it seemed. This is the time of the show where we're going to tell you if you should watch this movie or not based upon what we think of it. Um, I'll save my mind to last because uh, I think it, you may be surprised. What, you, what, uh, what happens next may surprise you. Oh, you're going <laughs> to Starbucks this movie, aren't you? Who wants to go first? You're going to give it a latte? <laughs> Maybe with a full, full body. With full release? Full release. Yeah. Free bucket, bucket of, of wings. I'll go first. I... I like the movie a lot. It's very funny. Um, the comedy holds up. Some of the technical aspects of the film kind of are glaring at this point. You know, here we are in 2021. Uh, again, you know, it's budget stuff. It's CG stuff. Um, but it's also, like I, I noted before, a lot of fuzzy, out-of-focus shots. Um, just 
I'm, who directed this movie? Do we do we talk about that? Mike Judge directed it. As yeah, well. it was his Mike. Oh, he directed it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Mike Judge is a sort of comedic genius, but maybe not the best technical filmmaker. I'll just say that. So. Oh yeah. For me, this movie lives somewhere in like the three and a half star range. Um, it, a pretty solid comedy. It's it's super watchable, and uh, you know, eerily prophetic. But yeah, I'd say three point five, three point six. That's where it lives for me. That's fair, absolutely. Um, yeah, for me, it, you know, I, I've always loved this flick. It's definitely one of those. If it's on, I'll watch it. Um, I feel very similarly to you, Eric, with with the shortcomings of it. But again, it is Mike Judge. He's a hero of mine. Um, so I'm going to throw it because I. I'm, I'm regretting my rating on Big Trouble. I gave I was too generous <laughs> with that piece of shit. I knew you'd shit. come around. I knew you'd come around. So I I would have I would have given Idiocracy a three point five, but I can't because I gave that nightmare a three point five. <laughs> so I you know this is a three point eight for me. I can't go. I don't want to get any closer to four because I do love this movie <laughs> and I'll always watch it. Um, but I got to keep it a little bit away from four. So three point eight is my rating. Five. I don't even got to say shit. This is the oh, best movie ever dude. fucking made. I, I love this movie. I don't care about how terrible it is. I don't care about God. any bullshit. I love this fucking movie. I can make excuses for what it's good. I found one thing wrong with it this time watching it, and only because I was watching it with such detail that I found it. And you know what? I don't even care. Maybe he was looking at a different sign. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been more than one Starbucks location. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I absolutely adore this movie. Uh, the cast is amazing. I mean, it's Mike Judge. Mike Judge is probably my favorite writer director there is. <laughs> I, I everything he does is to me is solid gold. So, uh, I know I'm biased, and I know I don't care. This is my five. All right. Hey. It's got hey. it's got to happen sooner or later. You got to go with it. your heart, and and this is what your heart's telling you to do. That's fine by me, man. Yeah. So you know? uh, that, my friends, was idiocracy. Liz! Sean! Mum! Hi! Um, I was going to call you. Are, you. are you okay? Yes. Yeah, what, are you sure? Some men tried to get into the house. Well, are they still there? I'm not sure. We've shut the curtains. Well, did you try the police? Well, I thought about it. Well, are you okay? Did they hurt you? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mum? Well, they were a bit bitey. Mum, have you been bitten? Oh, okay. Has she been bitten? No, Philip has. Oh, okay. Listen, Mum, what sort of state is he in? Oh, he's fine. Bit after the weather. I see. What's the deal? We may have to kill my stepdad. <laughs> Listen, Mum, sit tight, okay? You're not safe there. We're coming over. I don't want to cause a fuss. We're coming to get you, Barbara! <laughs> so, what's the plan? Right. We take Pete's car, we drive over to Mum's, we go in, we take care of Philip. I'm so sorry, Philip. Then we grab Mum, we go over to Liz's place, pull up, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Why have we got to go to Liz's? Because we do. She dumped you. I have to know if she's all right. Why? Because I love her. All right, gay. I'm not staying there, though. Why not? If we hole up, I want to be somewhere familiar, 
I want to know where the exits are, and I want to be allowed to smoke. Okay. Take Pete's car, go round Mum's, go in, deal with Philip. Sorry, Philip. Grab Mum, go to Liz's, pick her up, bring her back here, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Perfect. No, 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 wait, we can't bring her back here. Why not? Well, it's not exactly safe, is it? Mm, yeah. The state of it. Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? Take car, go to Mum's, kill Phil. Sorry. Grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! So, you want to, uh... You want to go first, Joe? Yeah, I'll go first. This movie, while being, uh, people know this about me, that uh, horror is not necessarily my genre. Uh, but then again, this isn't necessarily a podcast about what I like. That was last episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do very much so appreciate the fact that they didn't just make this your typical horror film, but they actually did something unique and interesting with it and uh, made it really fun also. Um, yep. Massive fan of Simon Pegg, massive fan of Nick Frost, massive fan of almost everything uh, British too. So I, I'm really on board with this. And uh, I think I'm going to give this a 4.3. Nice. All right. I like that. I dig that. That's excellent. Um, yeah. All right. So Tim, what do you got? Hmm. Um, well, it is my favorite movie uh, of all time, so it you know it definitely is is up there uh, in terms of what I would give it. Um, I think it is a perfectly paced movie. Um, the writing is brilliant. Every scene has something memorable about it. Uh, nothing overstays its welcome. I I literally even watching it today, I can't think of a scene that I would cut or trim. Um, it has the perfect blend of comedy and. Uh, you know, pretty dramatic moments. Um, and, you know, being the start of the Cornetto trilogy, I would say Hot Fuzz is probably the better movie, but this is my favorite of them. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to give it a perfect score because I don't know that any movie is perfect, but I would still probably say a 4.8. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as close to a perfect movie for me as I could possibly think. That is totally fair and, and absolutely understandable. I dig it. Um, what do you got, Eric? Okay, so this, like I said before, I can only think of two others that I, you know, that fit the same kind of mold, that horror comedy that I like as much, and that's Evil Dead 2 and uh, American Werewolf in London. Um, it's just so sharp. It's so smartly written. Um, it has something to say, uh, which is unique for, you know, a comedy, especially a horror comedy. Um, and, and I agree with Tim, man, like the pacing is spot on. Um, it's, it's a good way you put it that nothing really overstates its welcome. Um, it's a lot of quick hits and it, and it still holds up. I'm giving this a 4.5. Nice. Um, nice. one of, one of my highest ratings, man, like this is just, yeah. this checks all it's the boxes great for movie. me. Yep. All right. That's excellent. So, um, I mean, everything I'm thinking has pretty much been said by these three. Um, it's, you know, as far as a comedy, 
goes, well, comedy slash horror, um, it's probably my favorite. It might not be my favorite movie overall of all time, but it's it's up there. Um, so I'm also going to give it a 4.8, like Tim. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's not perfect, Excellent. but no movie is. But for me, you know, for sentimental reasons, for quotable reasons, and for just quality reasons, um, it mm-hmm. sits up there for me. So, yeah, that's that's definitely definitely what I got. Awesome. Yeah, this is just a great overall movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's it. it, it it's a it's a great flick. We can't, obviously by the ratings, four of us can't recommend it enough. We really think if you haven't seen it, uh, take the time. It's not even that long. It's an hour and 39 minutes with credits. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And uh, that I would definitely get on it. And then I'll tell you what, it's a gateway drug because you're going to want to watch Hot Fuzz. Yep. And I completely agree with Tim. Hot Fuzz is the better movie in the sense of its pacing, even though this is paced so well. But, it, this is still my favorite, too, of the three. Um, but then you'll get Hot Fuzz, you'll get World's End. And, again, you know, with uh, Edgar Wright, you go on to Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim. And, you and know, it's also and a fantastic you know. horror gateway, too, man. Like, you, yes. you know, to yes. appreciate oh, yeah. all these references, you got to watch all these old Romero flicks that, you know, maybe yes, flew under definitely. the radar. And one of the coolest things for me about this movie is that they showed it to George Romero. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was a fan. He he liked it so much that he brought oh, Edgar yeah. Wright and Simon Pegg into uh, one of his movies after Shaun of the Dead, which was uh, Land of the Dead. And yeah, they mm-hmm. make cameos as, as zombies in that movie. So that was kind yeah. of a cool bow on the whole thing, you know? Very true. Definitely. Very true. So, yeah. So people people check it out. And if you haven't seen it and you do watch it, please uh, join the Facebook group and uh, and let us know. Let us know what you thought. Um you know, we really want to get, you know, some interaction uh, between, you know, our listeners and us. Uh, so in this case, watch it if you haven't. And if you ha- even if you have, please let us know what you think, you know, what you agreed with, what you disagreed with. Uh, let's get some dialogue going. So, yeah, we do have a Facebook group, uh, Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Uh, just search for it and join up. Uh, we definitely look forward to having you on that. Oh. Yeah. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. (laughs) Are you though? Listen guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, We are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, just, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Oh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool 
uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tier started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.